0: If you want something, go get it. Don't give me the excuses for why you can't do it, because excuses shouldn't mean shit. We can all make excuses for why something can't happen, but excuses don't produce results. 99% of failures come from people who have a bad habit of making excuses. If you ask me if you dread going to work today and you aren't pursuing something that you are passionate about, then you're wasting away such valuable time. Life is short. for tuning in to another episode of the Rough Next Podcast. I am your host, Cole Nixon. I'm a senior at Ohio Wesleyan University in Delaware, Ohio, majoring in business marketing with a minor in data analytics. I also play football for the Battling Bishops with a love for sports and entrepreneurship. That's why I started this podcast. I wanted to be able to share the knowledge and advice of sports figures and entrepreneurs with all of you. Just about every week, I try to bring on a guest who is viewed as a leader and motivator in the world of athletics, coaching, entrepreneurship, business, and just life in general. A new episode is released every single Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Don't miss motivation Monday at the end of each episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at roughnecks podcast and Twitter at roughnecks pod C one. If you want to contact the roughnecks podcast about potential sponsorship or collaboration, then message us on social media or email at roughnecks at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe rate and review. So you don't miss any of our future episodes. Shout out to Dante Fair for the podcast music introduction, and PNH Studio for the logo. Now let's get into this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 20 of the Roughnecks Podcast, and the first episode of February. Today's actually the first day of February. Well, I mean, it will be by the time this uh, gets released, I think, but... You know, it's crazy to think that we're already a whole month into this new year. Like, it feels like just the other day I was sitting there enjoying a nice bush light with friends and family, kissing 2020 goodbye. But now, here we are, 31 days into the new year, and it's still craziness. Just make a little side note about that craziness. If you listen to episode 16, then you might remember, I, uh... I said a quote, what was it? It it was from Rocky. I mean, I have it posted on my wall. I love this Rocky quote. And it starts with the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. If you were one of those people who was like, oh, man, when 2020 ends, so all this craziness. I'm sorry. You're just dumb. I mean, no offense by that, but it is the truth. The craziness in this world is never going to leave as much as we probably all want it to. I mean, it may dial down. But let's be real. There's always going to be things, stupid things, insane things, unexplainable shit that happens and it's what makes us human, I feel like. In my opinion, like that is what keeps us wanting more in a way because like it's kind of what drives us to, you know, I want to make a change in this world. I'm not saying I agree with some of the craziness. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying there's always going to be something and we don't, we need it in a way to to keep this World going, because otherwise I feel like we're just gonna sit here as robots. And I don't know about you, I don't want to live my fucking life as a robot. But now that you know that little rant's out of the way, welcome to February. Last month we spent four weeks, four episodes, four weeks letting guests tell their stories about what drives them. But uh, man, I I feel bad because like I didn't get to the point. You know, we have a monthly topic. And I'm like, I don't want it to be specific, super specific, but I didn't really dive into inspiration. I feel like, I mean, yeah, I asked those cliche questions, who inspires you, what inspires you, what inspired you to do this? But I, I mean, I, yeah, I asked those, but I I did a bad job. My I, I, I failed. I did a bad job as the Roughnecks podcast host. I mean, I didn't really dial into this whole inspirational thing. And, you know, I'm here. I am trying to be inspirational and I'm failing at it, but inspiration is special. And I don't ever stop. Like everyone's inspirational in their own way. Don't ever stop being inspirational. I swear each month will get better. Like I promise you that, you know, I feel like I've grown from episode one to now episode 20. You you can definitely hear a difference. And, uh, Some episodes are rough, but I promise they'll keep getting better. We will get to a good point. I promise. Just stick with me. And a year from now, you're going to be like, wow, Like I can't believe that that's even the same podcast. I hope. At least that's my goal. That's what I hope you say, at least. But we're now into February. We got a new topic, again, taken from the Champions Manual. I'm not going to dive into the Champions Manual again because, you know, I've talked about it and you guys are probably tired of it. But if you want to know what it is, if you're new to the podcast or if you haven't or you Aren't sure, whatever. Go to episode 16 uh, titled Inspiration. I go into detail what it is. Uh, if you want to know what that is, then go check out that episode. But let's talk about this month's topic. It's February. So, our topic, drum roll please, is passion or love. They're the same, but also different. I'll mainly focus on passion. I will touch on love, but I know it's probably cliche. It's Valentine's Day, the month of love, the month of commitment. Well, commitment might be a different month for us, but you know what I mean. I know it's cliche. I get it. But in my opinion, it's something to talk about because it's not I want to look at it in like a lovey dubby kind of way. Like I want to look at it as like, well, you'll find out. Just listen and you'll find out. And let me tell you, I got some sweet guests lined up. I promise. I'm super excited, really excited about one that I have lined up. I mean, I'm excited about them all, but there's one that I'm super excited for. Um, I just finished confirming all the guests. Four guests for March. Yeah, we get five episodes. We have five Mondays in March, so we get five episodes in March. I got, I landed a huge guest, huge guest. Like, you guys have no idea. I landed a huge guest in March, and I'm. we actually have somebody also returning in March, making another appearance, so... I'm super excited about that month, but right now we're in February, and I'm also excited about this month. Um, but here are the guests this month. We have first next week we'll have Trevor Garber, I believe. I mean, he agreed, but I'm making sure tr- like it, he should be next week. Met Trevor, another trainer of mine. You know, I I met him the same way I met Artie Douglas and Trevor Scott, and that's how I knew Trevor Garber. May end up coaching with him next year. We'll see what happens. You never know. Going to a school necessarily, I don't like i played against him in high school wasn't a fan of him but we'll work that out we'll see what happens he's a super great guy he's now a middle school coach a uh, football coach he was one of my trainers great guy um i think he's a good person to talk about passion because you know coaching little kids is not i mean he's not coaching little kids but middle school kids i feel like is difficult like those are kids you know they got the attitude they think they know everything i mean that's how i was when i was a middle schooler i was a little shit but you know I think he'll be a good one for passion. The next guest, oh man, oh you guys have no idea! I couldn't believe that I got he he uh, agreed to do this. He came and spoke to my one of my classes this semester or this past semester, I guess I should say, Fall Semester. And um, he, uh, if you're from Central Ohio, then you may recognize this name. It's Matt Barnes. Now he started out as a sports anchor at NBC Four. And is now the morning news anchor for them. So if you're up early enough in the morning and you watch the news on NBC, uh, then you definitely have seen this guy. You'll know he's a am he, I'm, I'm super. I'm just super pumped. I took a shot. You know, it's kind of like what Carter talked about on his episode. Carter Franklin. You know, you have to message those people. You're going to get told no a bunch, but you never know until you try. And that's the same with one of the guests I got marked. You just got to try. Worst that happens is they say no. That's the worst that's going to happen. Just try it. Just go for it. Same with the girl, man. You want to ask a girl out? Just ask her. Just ask her to go on a date. Worst that happens is she says no. Who cares? Move on. But the final guest is Nick Moyer, a.k.a. Money Moyer. Met Moyer through Ohio Wesleyan. He will be yet another kicker from the Owoo roster to join the podcast. Um you know, we had Schuster way back when, our top episode ever, Schuster. Uh, he's a kicker for for Owu. And then Max, even though he was a student coach now, he was a kicker. And now we got Money Moyer. And you want to talk about passion and love? Then you're, you're going to want to hear what uh, Money Moyer has to say about the Cleveland Browns. Browns fans are definitely some of the most passionate fans you will ever find yeah I know you may not notice it as much anymore today, considering you got people who just want to jump on the damn bandwagon, but there are if you are from Ohio, especially you understand, or the Cleveland area like there was there's some die hard Browns fans that were in it were there when the Cleveland that Cleveland football team was at its worst and it was at its worst for a while. It's been most of my life I feel like I've never seen the Browns good, and now all of a sudden. We're, they're going somewhere but you know we got somebody who Moyer has been he could probably him and Joe Urich if you put them together good god if he, they talk Cleveland football uh, he might as well just clear the room and let them talk because it, it's uh they both know a lot about the Browns so let's talk passion but let's start with the love side of things I am by no means a love doctor or someone that knows what love is all about trust me ask my girlfriend I'm only 22 years old, so there is no way for me to have all the answers, but we can all have that love for our family. I think we know what that family love is about. And to me, family should be one of the most, if not the most, important things in your life. I I know that I know everybody comes from a different background and it's, it's possible that you don't have a loving and supporting family or like maybe your dad isn't in your life, or maybe your mom, or your sister, your brother, or whatever it is. Not everyone's going to have the same type of family, and that's okay. Just because you are related by blood, it doesn't make you family. Now, I feel that you should try to have a relationship with those people that are your blood. They are your sister. They are your brother. They are your mom. They are your dad, whatever. But a family should be loving, and caring, and supportive of each other. You will fight. It's going to happen. Hell, just just a couple of weeks ago, I screamed and tried to fight my best friend, who I consider a brother. But we just hung out the other night. Yes, we didn't talk for like two, three, four, whatever it was, days. And then guess what? You move on because you're family. You're going to get in fights as a family. And, I mean, yeah, I get in fights. I used to remember, oh, I, not as much anymore, but I used to get in fights with my family all the damn time. My brother, me and my brother especially, you know, because we live you live together. You get sick of each other every once in a while. But you're still family and you move on because you are family. Your family may consist of, you know, a brother, sister, mom, dad, aunt, uncle. Or it may consist of just simply friends that you view as your family. And that's okay. We need those people in our lives. We need that love. We need that passion for somebody else. And we need it in return. Now, you're not always going you're, you're to get that love in return from somebody. But that's all right. Because in my opinion there, depending on the circumstances, more than likely you're being the bigger person and that's okay. Good. Good for you. Don't ever stop loving. Don't be become that negative person. I've done it. I've became I've watched myself sometimes and just kind of start become more negative and don't give that love to everybody else. I expect it from everybody, but I don't give it to my or I don't and you have to give yourself love. Oh, man. If my girlfriend was on this podcast, she would uh love talking about this. You got to love yourself before you can love anybody else. With that being said, there are times that it's good to be alone, but it's also important to have at least one person to call family, whether you're lo- related or not. This may even be in a wife or a husband, or a girlfriend or a boyfriend, or, you know, somebody that you like, and it's okay. Your significant other plays a major role in your life and in your values. There are two things that I personally learned about love and passion when it comes to my relationship with my girlfriend one, love and passion is isn't easy. It's work. But it when you get to that point where you find what you're looking for, you, you almost enjoy doing it. Because you're doing it for someone that you love and someone you, you believe in. Something that you feel is worth it. So if you're in a relationship and you're, you know, relationships are work. And, you know, you don't like, you don't feel like there's a point in putting in the work. You don't know why you're putting in the work. You don't want to put in the work. Maybe that maybe you're not ready for a relationship or maybe they're not ready or maybe it's just not meant to be. And that's OK. You know, you all hear the things there's three loves in life. Hopefully that's not your third one. But, you know, some it's not the same for everybody. Not everybody's going to have the same thing. But two, love and passion take patience. Now, I I struggle with this a lot. Uh, just ask my girlfriend or my family or my friends, anyone I'm around, really. But I am not a patient person and I have a short temper to go along with that lack of patience. In all honesty, like I'm not making an excuse because it is not excuse, you control yourself. You can control that patience and that temper. Like I I can control that and I'm working on that and it's something that's hard, but it's something that you need to work on. In all honesty, but you look at the world we live in today and it doesn't help any of us grow patience. Anything we want is just at the tip of our fingers with just one little touch. Think about it, here, let me show you. Man, I wonder how old Tom Brady is. Hey Siri. How old is Tom Brady? Tom Brady is forty-three years old. Ah oh, man, I'm. I need to figure out this tip so I can uh, tip the uh, waiter at the restaurant. Hey Siri, what what's ten percent of twenty-two point seven three? Ten percent times twenty-two point seven three is two point two seven three. Man, I'm really hungry right now. I'm just gonna get on DoorDash and order some Subway. I could go on and on. About how our lives are so fast-paced and we just don't ever slow down anymore. This is why I feel like you're starting to see people become less and less and less patient as time goes on. Think about it. Like, I know me personally. Like, my computer takes some extra five seconds to load a website. It frustrates you. It, it makes me like it makes you anxious or you get impatient. We expect results so quickly. And I do the same thing. With, at least with me, I do the same thing with love. You know, I expect instant change and I expect results so quickly that I don't ever give things time to like work themselves out. Let me be cliche for a minute and give myself a piece of advice that I think we could all at one point or another use. Good things come to those who wait, aka patience is key in love and life in general. Now there is, I feel, a such thing as like being too patient and waiting too long, but that's a whole different talk- topic that I'm not going to talk about, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit, and I've talked about it, and I'm going to switch over to the Winner's Manual, which, as you know, is the book written by Jim Trussell that I've talked about. I read it. Highly recommend it. It's definitely worth reading. It's got a lot of valuable information in it, and I'm actually going to read a chapter to you out of this book called with the title Love, Chapter 9, and it starts with a couple quotes. Be kind to one another because most of us are fighting a hard battle. Ian McLaren. This one's from Martin Luther King Jr. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? I mean, those are both great quotes, which you'll probably see on the Instagram page. So chapter nine, love in the winner's manual. You never know where you're going to get a good idea that will follow your career. When I first saw the quote by Albert Einstein, that is now a permanent fixture on the wall of the coaching offices, I was actually visiting Ohio State with my son, Zach. I was head coach at Youngstown State at the time, and Zach was dead set on attending Ohio State. He didn't really need to visit 100 schools. He knew where he wanted to go. As we were going through an orientation sequence, touring the campus, and finding out more about Zach's field of study, we wound up in the engineering presentation. The professor put up a slide on the screen, and this quote by Albert Einstein flashed in front of us. Concern for man and his fate must form the chief interest Of all technical endeavors, never forget that in the midst of your diagrams and equations. I was probably the only one in the room who had this thought. Oh, my goodness, does that ever speak to football coaches? Now, I was there as a father of a prospective student. I was sitting next to my son looking at four years of tuition and room and board. But suddenly I was spellbound. I felt as if I'd been searching for treasure for years and I'd finally stumbled onto it. That quotation hit me right between my eyes. I wasn't thinking about football when I walked in, but I could see those words fitting perfectly into the world of football. Over the years, I've shared that quotation with thousands of football coaches who have attended my clinics. It's the kind of essential truth that I think is important for us to recognize And it's really the heart and soul of what this book is about. If we get so caught up in the X's and O's, so focused on the mechanics of the game and making sure every athlete is at his optimal weight and strength and so committed to preparing every detail we need to win, but leave out a concern for our players and their fate, then all our technical endeavors in football will mean nothing. If we focus solely on winning and set aside the loving care of individuals, we place our team and ourselves at a disadvantage. I've observed the truth of this principle from afar and sometimes from a little too close. We can have all the makings of a championship team and the coaching, all the coaching talent in the world and all the top recruits from around the country. But without the hidden component of love and concern for our fellow team members, we're going to come up short. So I'm not actually going to read every single page that is there. I'm going to skip around a little bit and kind of touch on some of the key points in my opinion, but. So this is in Purpose Before Goals. True winners in the game of life will not look merely at goals and achievements. True winners who are part of a winning team will care more about the people beside them in the trenches than they will about the trophy at the end of the journey. True winners will have compassion for their teammates and desire the good of others as well as their own. This concept is essential to to establishing a team that will pull together together through the hard times because the hard times will come will adversity fracture the team and pull it apart or will those difficulties cement the individual members of this team into a cohesive unit love and discipline dr pat surgeon a retired english professor from georgia southern university is a good friend of mine he has been part of more national championship teams than anyone i know he has talked to our players over the years about the concepts of love caring and giving he has told my players and me time and time again that in order to be champions, every team needs two basic components, love and discipline. And if we have love, the discipline will follow because players who love each other don't want to let the team down. They'll do anything within their power to make the team better. Like, I just feel like there's so much good stuff. Like, cause you can look at, yes, he's talking about it in a football sense, but this be, could be talked like, say you're the manager of a job. and If you don't care about your employees, just like if you don't care for your team, if you don't care for the person to your left, to your right, they're not going to care for you. Why should they? And it's just, it's it, this book in this chapter fits in so well to our topic this month. But now moving on, we got love and commitment. One of Doc Spurgeon's favorite sayings is, there is no joy the world can give like that which comes from joining good men in common purpose. Every year at every college that fields a football team, Young men will come together with a common goal. At Ohio State, the goal is to win the Big Ten Championship and then the National Championship. How can a team achieve its goals? Each separate unit, offense, defense, and special teams, must learn its schemes, work on its discipline, and practice its plays. But none of those activities will lead to attaining the goal if the players don't love one another. If they're not bound together by more than a simple desire to win, their striving will be losing. I'm not knocking the desire to win. That has to be there. But the overriding question is, does your team love? What does the word love mean? It's certainly not the mushy emotion that commonly passes for love in our society. Love is a deep sense of commitment that each player has for every other player. The feeling of commitment that each player has for every coach, and vice versa. And the feeling of commitment that each coach has for every other coach. If each of these three relationships is not based on love, the team will not achieve its full potential. Of course, this sense of commitment includes feelings or emotion, but feelings by themselves are not enough. Those feelings, those commitments, must then be followed up with action. When a team decides that it's going to do something, it's going to strive for a common goal, if the players and coaches are not willing to put everything they have on a line to make that goal a reality, the team is going to fail. And the reason they'll fail is that sooner or later, they'll come up against a team that's willing to play that way, to put it all on the line. Now, if a team does that, if they go to extra mile and show love and commitment among coaches and teammates, does it guarantee they'll win the conference championship or national championship? No, but it will assure that they've given the very best for the good of the team. Skipping around some more. Commitment is key to every relationship. Whatever team you're on, whether it's a marriage, a family, a work team, or a sports team, in order to achieve whatever goals you've set, You must be bound together by a love that exhibits itself in an extreme commitment and the laying down of one's life for the common good. The failure to commit ourselves is evident in so many aspects of our society. People want to be cool rather than committed. They want to be esteemed and lifted up. But you can't focus on being cool if you want to be a champion. You have to be willing to cry. You have to be willing to love. You have to be willing to commit. When I became head coach at Ohio State, Doc Spurgeon told me, about a friend of his who was watching Ohio State games on television. His friend's assessment of our performance was that we had only played one half of one game that season in the halfway in a halfway decent fashion. You want me to tell you what the problem is with Ohio State? The man asked Doc Spurgeon. They think you win tough games with talent. You don't win tough games with talent. You win tough games with toughness. And the way you get tough is through love. Love is a lifestyle. Love is not something we can turn on and off at will. It has to be ingrained in our being. It's our virtual ingredient in the winner's game plan. And, like every other fundamental, it has to be worked on every day. The people around us will know if what we're expressing is genuine or not. Love must be a lifestyle. Doc Spurgeon has studied the topic of love for many years. He believes the vast majority of people who use the word love use it as a synonym for what gives me pleasure. I love strawberry ice cream. I love music. Or sometimes even, I love you. Really? means only that those things or those people give us pleasure. But love is much more than getting pleasure for ourselves. As we've seen in this chapter, love is a commitment, a purposeful giving of ourselves for the good of the group. In the context of a team, love shines through at some of the most incredible times. At the same national championship game where Reggie Lee stood up and gave an emotional speech, our center also spoke. Doc Spurgeon had put together a crude red and white flag representing our school's colors. The cloths were really just rags that were stitched together. Chris held up that makeshift flag in front of the whole team. It represented everyone from their different backgrounds and experiences from different social and economical levels and from different spiritual journeys. Look at this flag, Chris said. People would say this is just a bunch of rags, but it's a beautiful thing to me. I'm putting it above the door tomorrow, and I'm going to touch it before we go out on the field. Chris came up to Doc Spurgeon after that meeting and said, I didn't know what love was until tonight. Doc Spurgeon said that was the greatest night of his life. I have a feeling that there will be more nights like that for Doc, because he knows what love is. It can create miracles for a team. It can work its way deep into the lives of players and coaches. It's like a fountain that springs up in different ways. Ways You Can't Predict, But That You Can Count On. This book is outstanding. It it really is. And, you know, I read a little bit, and you might have got bored, and I'm sorry for that. But this book is just, it's great. There's so much good stuff. And, you know, it talks a lot about the football side of things and kind of more from a coaching standpoint. And there's a, But there's a lot of great quotations throughout it. You can really take it and flip it on the head and look at it in so many different ways. You don't have to just look at it from a football standpoint. I don't. Now, I'm a football guy, so I understand it, and I want to coach someday, but there's other things that go into it. I mean, just think about that quote from the very beginning for a second. Concern for man and his fate must form the chief interest of in all technical endeavors. Never forget that in the midst of your diagrams and equations. Like that right there, that single quotation that he saw in an engineering presentation while he was with his son at a college visit, when he wasn't even at Ohio State coaching yet, before he was coaching at Ohio State. You know, I bet that engineering professor looked at it a whole lot different than what Jim Trestle did, obviously. Jim Trestle took it from a coaching standpoint and then put it in the coach's office. Just think about it for a second. You see it all the time. You see people who become so invested with a job that they are passionate about. That they forget about something else that they care about. That may be their friends, their family, their significant others. You see relationships end because of jobs. Or you see it the other way too. Jobs jobs end because of relationships. You can have more than one passion and that's okay. Just don't get so caught up in the one that you forget about the others. And I think that right there can lead us to my favorite segment of the episode, which is Motivation Monday motivation monday is where i feel like some of the most inspirational as you uh we talked about last month stuff comes out i mean whether it's me or the guest on the show motivation monday like usually like i can see to my guest when i because we zoom when i record usually and i can just see them like mean it there's a passion behind it and it's you know, it, that's where like me personally seeing it, it touches me a lot more. And that's why a lot of the clips that I post on the Instagram, like the the day before, like the little segments of the episode or that little clip you hear at the very beginning, nine times out of 10, that comes from Motivation Monday. I'm not saying that other stuff isn't valuable because every every guest has so much valuable information, but that is where I see the true passion come out of them. And my motivation Monday for this week comes from a very inspirational person, Kobe Bryant. He had a big passion for basketball, as we all know. And that passion led to touching other people's lives. And he continues to do that, even if he isn't here with us today. You know, and the other day was, I believe, the year from the crash. And I was watching an interview with Kobe, and he said this, follow your passion first. When I retired from the game, I sat there asking all the wrong kind of questions. You know, like what's the biggest industry that I can go into all the wrong stuff. And you got to sit there and ask yourself, okay, what am I truly passionate about? What do I enjoy doing? And when you feel that way, honestly, I mean, feel like you've never worked a day in your life. It's the most fun thing in the world. You get up in the morning excited about what you're doing and you got to be really honest with yourself about it. If you wake up in the morning and you're dreading going to work, do something else, man. Do something else. And those are hard decisions to make, but when you make those decisions, it's a very liberating experience and you'll find the rewards will come. I mean, Kobe is a very inspirational person and you can use this with a job, a relationship with a significant other or a friend or how you're doing things in life and how you're going about life. It's it's not something that's super easy to talk about or even think about. But you really have to dig deep. And I feel like you have to dig deep and ask yourself, you know, those difficult questions. But the toughest people, in my, in my opinion, are the ones who can ask themselves those tough questions. And another cliche saying that I'm going to, I'm a big quotation guy. I love quotes. I love quotes. And I, like, I just, I don't know. I, I have those little snippets are what get me. They mean a lot more to me than like, I mean, a book means a lot. But like in this winner's manual, the little quotes on the side are what I really pay attention to. It's what sticks with me a lot longer. And another cliche one is tough times never last, but tough people do. Those hard times may include those tough questions. Stop for a second. Like just, I I want all of you, if you're driving, if you're walking, if you're just sitting there doing some work, just, I'm not saying stop your car, but like if you're doing work and you're listening to this podcast, truly just stop for a second. Ask yourself what you're passionate about. Don't give me the cliche stuff or the bullshit about, oh, I'm passionate about Ohio State football. So am I. I'm passionate about Ohio State football, but is, that's not my true passion. I mean, I want you to truly find, think about what your passion is. Truly find what makes you happy. If working with autistic children is something that you are passionate about, but you're stuck working a desk job for a corporate monster, then are you like, are you really living your best life? Are you really living your life to the fullest? Don't don't give me the shit like, oh, I don't have the proper education or training. You can change that. You can go get that education. You can go get that training. Don't give me the shit, oh, I can't afford schooling. Yeah, you can. You Find a way. Figure it out. You can find a way. Plenty of people go to school each year that can't afford it, but they find a way. There are people that get off the streets and go to school. There's always a way. That may mean you have to cut out those fast food stops. Or maybe you got to stop going to the bar with a friend and blowing that paycheck. Or maybe you got to pick up an extra shift. If you want something, go get it. Don't give me the excuses for why you can't do it. Because excuses shouldn't mean shit. We can all make excuses for why something can't happen. But excuses don't produce results. 99% of failures come from people who have a bad habit of making excuses. If you ask me if you dread going to work today and you aren't pursuing something that you are passionate about then you're wasting away such valuable time. Life is short. You never, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Just look at this global pandemic. How many people have lost their lives? How many people lost someone close to them out of nowhere? It just all came up so quick. Anything can happen on any given day. So don't waste your time doing something you aren't passionate about. If you want something, go get it. Stop waiting for the right time to come. The right time's now. Stop making excuses and start start producing results. You know, I talked about it at the beginning of this episode. I talked about it in episode 16. I love that whole quote, that whole Rocky quote, the poster that I have. But there's one thing that I want to say, and it said he says, this actually isn't on my poster, but if you watch the clip of it, it's in there, and it's, now if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and stop pointing fingers, saying you aren't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. You're better than that. Don't be a coward. Know your worth. Go chase your passion. I'm not trying to make any of you question all your life decisions or be like, wow, I just, I hate my life now. You know, I'm trying, I want to motivate you to chase your passions. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode before I ran on for another hour, (laughs) because I probably could, uh, but chase your passions, man, chase them. No rapid fire this week, because that'd just kind of be weird of me asking myself, questions like hey are you a night owl or early bird oh well i'm a night owl yeah well yeah yeah like you guys wouldn't have fun listening to that yeah so i'm not gonna do rapid fire this week um but we'll get back to that next week that said we'll get back to that segment next week with our guest trevor garber make sure you subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode or any of our future episodes if you like this episode give me a rate review be honest if it's a one star tell me i don't care give me it i want i want Positive and negative feedback. I want to, because that negative feedback is like me realizing I need to change some things. So give me that feedback in any way possible. Give me your honest opinion. Go give us a follow on Instagram at roughnextpodcast and Twitter, roughnextpodc1. You may even see us move to TikTok in the future. Not sure. Still working out some details. Still trying to figure some things out, but it may happen. Not sure, but there's potential. But thank you for listening. And for now, you know the deal. Until next week, Rough Necks Out. Oh, thank you.